It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline, feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline, you feeling, you feeling my baseline. Good afternoon and welcome in to the That Being Said podcast. This is on the Sun Sports Network. This is Sports on Tap and it's episode 512. Um, Super Bowl week, which is exciting. Um, but we also have some NBA dominance going on this week. So we're going to be talking a little Anthony Davis, a little bit Kyrie Irving for about 15, 20 minutes. Get on to some Super Bowl stuff for 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and then we got shows all week podcasts all week wednesday thursday and friday so you'll be hearing more about the super bowl coming up this week too um but welcome in and uh happy today's what happy tuesday i'm your co-host sammy george and i'm george george we're coming at you live and direct from sound life studios in sunny everett washington thank you for tuning in today whether it be on facebook twitter or youtube.com slash sports Start following us on our new uh, That Being Said pod, which is pod that on Twitter. We will put that up uh, maybe on our screen from now on. Uh, give it, let the people find it, like, you know, on our uh, new page. Yeah. And that way you guys will find it. We don't have to remind you every time. And uh, welcome in. How are you doing today, Sam? Living good, man. How about yourself? Fantastic. It's a good week of sports. It's been great. Um, yeah. So we got NBA today and NFL, which is pretty wild on a Super Bowl week. Um Usually it's a lot of Super Bowl dominance, but today, uh, my goodness, we are we're talking some NBA first to start, and then we'll get into the Super Bowl. Um, Anthony Davis has requested a trade, and actually, just moments ago, as we were starting the show, it turns out he was fa- uh, fined fifty k. Um, him because of Rich Paul, which is his agent, uh, requesting the trade, which they're saying was against the CBA rules, which I thought was kind of interesting. Who else would request a trade, right? Right. Um, but he wants out of New Orleans. And it sounds like LA is the destination that he wants. That he wants, yeah. And that's where I kind of want to get started. I've, I actually think LA would be a great fit for him. It would be great for the NBA, teaming up LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis together on the same team. I just think would be just beneficial for the league. And, you know, as I always say, like I'm one of those guys who like when these people team up, when these players try to play together because I think the more dominant teams, the better basketball. And now, you know, with the Warriors having so much star power, it just would it would be nice to get some competition. I think Anthony Davis and LeBron James would be, you know, a good formidable two to start. Yeah. Uh, and I think everybody likes people teaming up outside of what really happened in Golden State. Because if you look at the history outside of that, the LeBron to Miami and Durant to Golden State have been kind of two of the only ones I feel like were really hated on at first. And I think for a couple reasons, obviously LeBron was probably the best player in the NBA at the time when he joined Miami with other superstars. And then KD joined the Warriors when Curry was the back-to-back MVP and they lost to them. So those were kind of unique situations. But then outside of that, you look at a lot of these these situations where people get excited that Jimmy Butler's going to Philadelphia to make them even better. You get excited when um, 
DeMarcus Cousins got traded to New Orleans, right? You get excited a lot of times. Um, Kyrie ending up on Boston with this young core and getting Gordon Hayward. People get excited. Uh, so I think this would be another good thing for uh, good for the NBA. Obviously, it's going to kill New Orleans. But <laughs> the, the thing with this trade that, well, this potential trade that's going on is the reason the Pelicans shouldn't move now, and I think, I think everybody's pretty well aware of this is, there's a couple scenarios here, which is Boston cannot make any trades for max contract players because of what happened because they signed Kyrie already. Right, they already traded for a max player last year in Kyrie. How I'm not like that well versed in the CBA stuff, but whatever that is, that is the rule. And um, I even heard an option. Somebody said like, "Man, a Toronto trade would have been possible if it wasn't for Kawhi. They can't trade for Anthony Davis either because of the Kawhi trade." So. LA, if we're going to go before the deadline, sounds like the only realistic option right now. Right. And now that's where I kind of wanted to talk about. I tweeted today and also on our Instagram, that being said, pod, you guys should go follow that. Wrote, let's kind of hold our horses here on Anthony Davis being traded to Los Angeles because I'm, I'm just going to go back and have look at some history. And I've always been the guy like, oh, no, it'll happen. It'll happen. I said it with Paul George. Paul George said, I want out of Indiana. Trade me to the Lakers. Where do you get traded, Sam? Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard wanted to get traded in with preferred L.A., whether it was the Clippers or the Lakers. Toronto. He got traded to Toronto. A lot of these times, these players aren't, I mean, necessarily always getting what they want. And the Pelicans are kind of screwed by LeBron James and by Rich Paul and the Los Angeles Lakers because Anthony Davis, you know, left uh, his agent's his former agent went inside of clutch sports who's you know rich paul's agency which is they say not affiliated with lebron james but he's lebron james, james best, best friend, friend. So one of them so, <laughs> one of his best friends so why would the new orleans hornets unless the lakers have the best offer trade him to the los angeles they're not going to do him any favors they're going to get the best offer possible well what see I, i'm seeing it in a little bit of a different way which is I think New Orleans has no reason to hold on to Davis right now, right? And when you say we were looking at other options, right? And a lot, a lot of people will say, well, Boston, come summertime, like can give you a way better offer. Well, that way better offer is going to be draft picks, most likely, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be Kyrie because he's not resigning if he's getting traded. Um, it could be Gordon Hayward, who's been benched this year. Mm-hmm. It's been a liability. They're probably not going to let go of Jason Tatum, and let's say they did, right? It'd probably be Jalen Brown, Gordon yeah, Hayward, who's and struggling, who's pick. struggling, and draft picks. You never necessarily. I mean, you can see the Boston Celtics have thrived off of getting draft yes. picks, right? But I think they're in a little unique case because they had. Uh, <laughs> they had so many 16 of them. from Boston. Right. And it seems like the only way you can actually build these days is if you're, well, Boston's not a small market, but if you're a small market franchise, that might be the way to go. It might be, but if you can get enough picks, and the problem is, what's going to happen in New Orleans if they go trade for Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and some picks? How good's that pick going to be? Or if it's from another team, it's going to be two, three years from now, right? That right. range, who knows where that team's going to be? Like Boston's Sacramento pick doesn't look as phenomenal anymore. Um, like any a lot of different first round picks don't look as good once other teams start developing. If you can get two of the Lakers three guys right now, which it's sounding like a lot of people are saying Ingram and Lonzo or Kuzma and Ingram and the whatever it is, right? Or Hart and Ingram and a pick. 
if you're New Orleans, you have two options. You either wait this summer with a Davis who doesn't want to play there, which is just going to stall your future rebuild, or you go ahead and take a good offer from the Lakers now. Um, because you, you also, I also look at it like this sometimes. Anthony Davis is only going to – they're only going to end up trading him to somewhere where Anthony Davis pretty much – I know it's not his choice, but pretty much verbally says to that team that he's staying, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot of these guy teams are kind of delusional now. Does he not have a no trade clause? By the way? He has no. Uh, he does not have a no trade clause. Um, and these teams are delusional, man. I really believe teams are delusional. I think Paul George staying in OKC propelled the Raptors to trade for Kawhi Leonard and think that they can convince him to stay. And we don't know if he's staying yet or not. But you know, they are what the number two seed right now in the Eastern. I'll Conference. tell you this: they're yeah. probably way higher on my thought list of like where where Kawhi is going to stay than they were to start the yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. So, the, so and you know me, Paul George. I was like, he's staying. And everyone's like, no, he's not. And yeah. I was like, I think he actually is happy. And, 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 and it's weird. And he stayed. Yeah. So what is stopping another team from? And then Anthony Davis might bolt, but you know what's stopping a team like? Just throw me a team like the New York Knicks, which if you're Anthony Davis, it's a big market. What's stopping the Knicks from making the best offer right now, better than the Lakers offer? What's stopping and what's also stopping the Hornets from you said it would, you know, kind of stop the rebuild. But this season's basically done anyway. Whatever they do this year, they're not salvaging this season. So they can wait till the offseason where multiple teams now can make offers and wait for the best offer. Now, I'm rooting for what I want to happen. Is this? I want the Lakers to make the trade and Anthony Davis and LeBron James to team up. But I'm just wondering: Are they really going? Like, I feel like I've been wrong so many times. I was wrong with Paul George. I was like, he's going to only be traded to the Lakers. I was wrong with Kawhi Leonard. I said he'd only be traded to the Lakers. He got traded to Toronto. So naturally, Actually, Kyrie Irving as well was yeah. not Celtics on his list. It was like Spurs, Knicks, Nets. That's, that's a good point. I forgot uh, something, Suns, Suns, and some in the Timberwolves or something weird like yeah. that. And last, the last thing I was gonna say with the, oh, same with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler was that too, but uh, before the Minnesota trade. And then the last thing I was gonna say. So naturally. I've been wrong about Kawhi and Paul George not being traded to the Lakers, by, by them not being traded to the Lakers. I'm saying that I think Anthony Davis will not be traded to the Lakers right now, and naturally he'll be traded to the Lakers. Uh, well, for me, also, you've mentioned some teams that honestly don't have many pieces. Uh, like, from I was listening to a couple podcasts today, and there was listing out options. Like the New York Knicks. I do not think that the Pelicans would take a draft pick in Porzingis, for example, right? Porzingis, who has a torn ACL, or working back from it, and a draft pick. And Porzingis, uh, I think, is a free agent, restricted the year agent. after. Yeah, yeah. So, like Anthony Davis. Yeah. So you might be lo- uh, you might lose him too. And the draft pick. Well, you send AD there. Now that New York draft pick is not a number one draft pick anymore, unless you sit out, like shut off Davis for the season, yeah. whatever that situation is. There's not many other teams that have as much young talent. As a LA, Boston's one of them, but unfortunately for Boston right now, Boston's biggest fear is the Lakers are actually just going to give up all the young guys and get Anthony Davis yeah. before they have a chance to give anything better. But uh, is there many other teams you can think of that can give a package of like a Kuzma and Alonzo or There's a Kuzma and Ingram? One other team I could really think of, and that's the Chicago Bulls, Anthony Davis's hometown, giving Wendell Carter Jr. and Zach Levine, Zach Levine, uh, Lauren Markkinen, and a first round draft pick. 
Problem and is, that's too, the, and that's way overpaid. Yeah, and that's and that team's gonna be awful. So <laughs> yeah. it's like and that's he, tough. But the, oh, the, with them, they're like, well, we have a superstar now, and then everyone like, well, he might be leaving. It was like, well, it's his hometown. Will he leave yeah. his hometown? Probably just like LeBron has, just like a lot of guys. Chicago's <laughs> a little better than uh, of a hometown. Doesn't matter. There's a lot of guys that let Paul oh, George yeah, chose no. Oklahoma City over his hometown. <laughs> They never left his hometown. That, that doesn't matter. <laughs> he had the choice to be there. It's pretty much like leaving. Uh, this is where it gets wild. Like, yeah, it gets we, wild. We, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, we're just all speculating. Dwayne Wade went back to his hometown. I was like, fuck this. I'm going back to Miami. He went to have Cleveland. You seen the beach? Have you yeah. seen the beaches in Miami? Well, he, went, he chose Cleveland over his hometown, too, for a year. <laughs> he chose weird. LeBron over his hometown. Yeah, they, it's Cleveland still. <laughs> no, um, right. My thing is, this is where it gets interesting. There's not many teams that have the options to trade for him. And that's where I think it's getting lost. And people are wondering like, oh, you guys just think L.A. Well, actually, it's very realistic. And it's sounding like it's going to end up leaning that way. And when, especially now, it sounds like he's pretty much coming out and saying, this is what I want. Two weeks ago, remember, he went to dinner with LeBron James out in public. And like it, they've pretty much been saying, like, I want L.A., and I think that's where it's going to end up And that's being. where I want it to end up being, too. Uh, this is going to see. I mean, what do we have? The trade deadline's February 16th? So something, something like so. that. In the next 15, 20 days, the trade deadline. So this is either going to be found out now or we're going to have to wait till the off season. But I'm rooting for it, man. I really am rooting for it. I hope he signs with – I hope he goes to the Lakers if, if I had my choice. But – um. Speaking of the Lakers, I want to mention uh, on uh, today, Sammy Jorjur, my brother over here, um, put out on his Instagram, or our, our Instagram for that being said, pod. This is before the news came out today. Uh, this before the news that came out today. Yeah, I'll say it. Because, George, the reason you were stuttering with your words there for a second. I was like, what is he doing? He's trying to find I'm it. I'm trying to find it. Well, okay, I, I, so. got, I got it now. So I'm going to say, quote, unquote, from you. I want you to explain this to everyone. Um I don't know if it will happen, but Nostradamus over here said Anthony Davis is coming to L.A. Either Kyrie or Clay will be there, too, and the Lakers will be better than the Warriors next year. A little bit later in the day, Sammy, uh, just now, it says it's very likely that Kyrie uh, – there's a source that says Kyrie is very Rich Butcher. We'll say again? Rich Butcher. Rick, Rick Bucher. Rick Bucher. Source that – Inside the Celtics organization, there's a fear and a real realization that Kyrie would like to play LeBron again. Yeah, and uh, the reason I said it this morning is because I, I believe that Anthony Davis will be in L.A. I'm like, I'm almost... It's, it I wouldn't really make sense. Right. No, what after happened with Chris Paul never being able to go to L.A., and now they've signed a LeBron James, it only makes sense that Anthony Davis will end up as a Los Angeles Laker. Right. Kyrie Irving... And Anthony Davis are very good friends. So the reason I said Kyrie Irving, and I said Kyrie Irving or Clay Thompson, but the picture I put up was Kyrie Irving, and there was a specific reason behind that because I think he's more likely um, to here's leave real, his situation. Here's a real question mm. for you. Let's say they both are interested in playing, and you're the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James, you know, is probably going to help make that decision. Do you say no to Kyrie, reuniting with Kyrie? Over saying yes to Clay, even though I believe Clay's a better fit. Yeah, I'd go with Kyrie. Do you LeBron? Don't you yeah. think it's a better fit to play with Clay as a shooter? LeBron plays so well I, I think it would if we're not talking with Anthony Davis there. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be an interesting. LeBron, don't expect LeBron to play the exact same way he has from that last like six year run that he's oh, had. Of course. 
if he gets an Anthony Davis, this is going to be a different type of LeBron inside of a different offense. That's how I truly believe it because they're not setting up a – this isn't a Kevin Love power forward type of guy in Anthony Davis. They're not, they're not going to stick him in a corner shooting threes. The offense might run through a high post offense of Anthony Davis mm-hmm. and LeBron playing more off ball like he asked when he came to right. L.A. Like he said he was going to – and he's been up in his three-point percentage, up in his jumper, and this is going to become a spread-out team with – Kyrie with his ball in his hands. LeBron, a, a point guard he can trust, first of all. He'd love Kyrie. I'm sure he already trusts him. LeBron on a wing and Anthony Davis up the middle. I, I could just see that being potentially something that's extremely valuable. And Kyrie Irving has slowly this year, especially this last 10-game stretch, has formed into one of the better scorers again in the NBA. I think he's averaged like 31 a game in the last six, seven games. And right. He's really... Taking his game to the next but level. I just want to piggyback off something you said there. Because, I mean, I've heard a lot of reports today and a lot of speculation and a lot of criticism, I guess, is the best way to put it. That Oh, LeBron James uh, kind of makes big men worse. Because look at Chris Bosh and look at Kevin Love and look at how their numbers you know, deteriorated playing with LeBron James. But one thing that people are failing to realize here with that is that LeBron James, when he brought Chris Bosh was the third wheel on that team. Kevin Love was the third wheel on that team. Anthony Davis would not be a third wheel on any team in the NBA. Most well, that, and that's why I said he's yeah. not Kevin Love. But, you know, that's why I said I was piggybacking and off what you're it's saying. It's not just about being the third option. He could technically be the third option, mm-hmm. but it's not a Kevin Love or Chris Bosh third option. Right. Yeah, the ball might be in the hands of Kyrie and LeBron more if those three were meshed together. But I'll tell you this. Anthony Davis is not going to be standing in a corner shooting threes. Anthony Davis is a different level player than a Chris Bosh. And that's why you said he wouldn't be a third option. It would almost be like a Warriors situation where there's not really a second, third, or fourth. There were all just the options, and it's all going to work out. And, And Anthony Davis is a bigger body, more athletic, does more with the ball himself, mid range, can post up, can shoot outside a little bit. Does a little bit of everything. Well, you can't run an offense through a Kevin Love. We've seen no. what it's done in the past. I mean, you can if you want to finish the 10th seed yeah. in the West. It, like you're going to go 41 <laughs> and 41 every year. Or Chris Bosh in the East make one playoff appearance, right? right? And even Anthony Davis right now, one, two playoff appearances, right. only one, one series one win. One playoff series win ever. And so, but for him, once he gets these other pieces where he doesn't have to be the focal point of the offense, but he's still a majority role... I think it's really going to change things for Anthony Davis, and that's why I thought this idea of Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis would be phenomenal in L.A. especially, and I think it would just work out awesome. And, you know, the reason I said Kyrie, I know at first it was kind of a smoke and mirrors thing. Everyone's like, oh, they just tag each other a couple things, and Kyrie just apologized. It's so cute, man. It's like when, you know, you have an ex, and, like, you guys haven't talked in a while, and then all of a sudden they're like, you're flirting on Instagram, tagging each other, like, these are two, these two men, this is what it feels like. Yeah, I, I've never had a friend that's done that with their ex, but I mean, that's, I've never even seen someone do it with their ex. Me either. But usually, I'm just saying, like, usually with like, an ex, you would not, you'd keep it like low key, underground, not on stories, not in public. Unless you know you're about to reunite. <laughs> no way. No one would ever do that. And my thing is with them is Kyrie legitimately pretty much took all the blame. Like, in that little statement that he made that was like, I apologize for being the immature young kid. First of all, it meant two things. He's taking shots at his teammates in Boston. He doesn't like it that much. And he did say before the year, I'll be back if you guys are willing to have me, which was a perfect way of saying like, but I might not be back. And he pretty much told LeBron, like he pretty much came out to tell LeBron, I didn't know how much I valued you. And 
like, man, now we're both mature people and like this would be awesome, uh, right? And, 100%. and LeBron, they, Kevin Love said in that report on the Players Tribune or whatever it was that he was like, LeBron just looked at me and said, like, I wonder why Kyrie's calling and took, mm-hmm. got up, went and answered the call. And it was, pro- it was probably a big changing moment for all of them. And I, I, I just think it'd be pretty sweet to see a Kyrie who now is not think LeBron still healthy. Has, they've had the same numbers for multiple years. Or do you think, like, someone like LeBron James has to change his phone number often? No, because he doesn't give it out. <laughs> no, due to the fact that sometimes things just happen and it leaks out. Like, I don't know how, like, I'm sure there's ways to hack. Like, there's hackers. Leaked LeBron James' phone number. I'm just wondering if it's the same number that he had. I have no time. idea, and yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that easy to hack a phone number. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just. Wondering. I don't think it's that easy. <laughs> LeBron's if, number. If, if anyone knows how to hack phone numbers, let me know. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone has LeBron's number. They doesn't want to have it. Um, I, I just think they would be a great fit now, and I can see it really happening. And I, I think it's going to happen, and I think. They're going to win another championship together. And it's going to be interesting. And as long as knock on wood, Kyrie Irving finds a way to stay healthy as he has been this and that's year. That's the last thing I want to say about this. Both of them. Both Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving do have, have had a history of missing multiple games. Yeah. But Kyrie's has been a little more like injury that ends something and yeah. then he plays for a long stretch. Anthony Davis is the like. Like, like little Nixon now. I'm out for a week. I'm out for four days. Exactly. I'm out for 10 days. I'm out for four days. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. But. They, I mean, Kyrie's definitely been getting healthier this year, and they said Absolutely. that his knee definitely changed. But uh, uh, bless George. Thank you. And uh, let's get to a couple comments really quick on Facebook. Uh, if you watch us live this week, it's every single day, 2 p.m. Pacific time. We'll be live uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from here on on Facebook.com slash S-O-N-T sports. That's Sant Sports. A um, couple comments there we had from Dennis Hansen. He said he's picking the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. So am I? Um, Daniel said, Brady will just be out there being Brady, unfortunately. And he also said, I live in Louisiana. What are we going to do without AD? It's been a tough week for the state of, or tough 20 days for the state of Louisiana a week and a half ago. You lost in uh, the worst fashion possible in a playoff game. And then uh, now your best basketball player wants out. Yeah, and not just that. Let's think about, uh, let's think about the... Uh, whole entire Pelicans Hornets history losing Chris Pauls and um, and like the team the Bensons bought them to save them for the city which is the owners of the Saints the Saints GM became the GM of the Pelicans which was just an odd yeah like situation because yeah, you know, you know, they don't care fo- scouting football and scouting no, basketball AKA exactly they don't care <laughs> so like they AKA have not been a good franchise and Anthony Davis doesn't like it they're they have they're not a great franchise they don't have great fan base. They, the ownership doesn't care that much. They had to be owned by the league just to be saved. Yeah. Um, they, they lost their best players every single time through and through. So this is just another example of them, unfortunately, losing their guys, and it kind of sucks. Absolutely. Uh, Devontae Ross says he's picking the Rams, and Omar says, will the NBA allow it? And this is our, we'll finish this off with the um, – we'll finish this one off before we get on to the uh, – Football Super Bowl said, "Will the NBA allow it, or will it be blocked like the CP3 trade?" It'll definitely be allowed if, if any trade happens. I think that was a one time Warriors. Thing. Yeah, well, and not just too. that. I mean, the CP3 trade was a very weird situation where the league actually owned the Pel- the were they the Pelicans or Hornets at that time? I Hornets. think they were the Hornets at that time. So it just kind of made things really. It was a weird situation. They're, they're like the Oklahoma City Hornets for a couple of years, right? Then. New Orleans. The New Orleans yeah, Hornets. Yeah, it was just a weird situation <laughs> yeah. where the league owned the team. They didn't have actually have an owner. So I 
Yeah, it just will never happen again. Yeah. And Devin Mark also said exactly how we mentioned he said, uh, well, what I said about the Warriors. He said, Omar, why would they block this but not block Durant joining a 73-9 team then adding DeMarcus Cousins? Well, they, the, the only difference there is those are free agents, and if they fit under the salary cap, I guess you can have no control over it. But I don't well, think you should be able to control trades either if a team accepts a trade versus another team. I mean, that's Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, like technically, I bet the NBA could have found a way to block – DeMarcus Cousins taking a vet minimum to join yeah. the Warriors. They could have found a way, just like they found a way to not let CP3 go to the Lakers. But it's, like you said, I think that was a one-time ordeal. Yep. Um, all right. Early Super Bowl predictions. We got, um, I think, what do we have tomorrow? An NBA show purely. Right. Or is that Thursday? That's Thursday. Thursday's NBA. Tomorrow we're doing prop bets, just like NFL no, fun Thursday's bets. prop bets. Okay, Sorry, tomorrow's an all-NBA yeah. show. Thursday we'll be doing all the prop bets, and Friday obviously will be the whole roundup of everything Super Bowl. Um, but I think we should just start off with early storylines, things that we're you know want to talk about, and of course um, I want to talk a little bit about last night. I want to start it off okay. with that. I had something, but let's go uh, for it. I, I, the thing I only want to say about last night is this is the first time they've ever done this in the in media day where they actually opened it up at night and had the both like it, it felt like a party last night for once and i think they're trying to follow suit of the nba in a, in a weird way let the players talk let be the, more open yeah exactly and i really loved it and i especially loved when uh when mcgoff and uh brady were standing there and did you, did you hear that yeah, for but, those who didn't hear it <laughs> they asked the narrator or i guess the commentator asked brady brady do you have any advice for for jared uh goff who's playing in his first oh his last name is goff (laughs) for jared (laughs) well i mean just in case i mean (laughs) he went to jared's um get it because rings he went to jared's i get it he has no rings though he has no rings oh yeah yet but neither this year i believe but anyway the point is they asked Brady, "Do you have any advice for him?" And of course, Brady goes, "Are you basically? Are you serious? I'm not going to give him any advice when we're playing against him." He said, and, "No, I don't have any advice for him." He's <laughs> like, "I don't." And he said, "In all seriousness, great yeah. team." Da da da. Brady's given all these like sugarcoating answers, and it's been phenomenal. He actually yeah. told a kid. A kid asked him, "What do we say to the haters?" Like, what do oh, you I didn't hear he was like, "You know what we say to the haters?" He's like, "We love them. We appreciate them." And we thank them, and we we use their hate for good. And I was like, this guy, I literally is like, this guy can't be hated. This guy's yeah. made. Last year, of course, Brady had the like crying thing, like, who's your hero? And he was like, my dad. My dad's my hero because. And then he just like started tearing up. Like this guy's just give money, just pure money. Super Bowl answers. I know. And that's why I love Tom Brady. And it, 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 they gave a good atmosphere yesterday. Just a lot of fun. Um, it, it seemed like. Because they did it early on a Monday, like you said, it gave more players like access to be kind of friendly. Right. I think on like a Thursday or Friday before the Super Bowl, the players are not going to want to be sitting next to each other right. talking. Be more locked into. Yeah, they'll be locked into the game. Like, stop asking me. It'll be more of the Marshawn Lynch. Like, I'm just here. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Right. And, and then also, like, uh, I don't know if you saw this. I have a friend who lives in Atlanta, and I was following her Instagram stories, and she happened to be at the event, and it was act like. It was a party. Like there was drink. People were drinking. There was a beer garden. They had it on a huge screen. Like I just think we should follow this suit more often. I hope this is not just Atlanta doing this. I hope you know next year Miami does this, and this is something that Super Bowls do. Because I think the only problem that NFL has is we don't highlight these players enough. And I thought it was really fun. They they have been doing this every year. Just different times yeah but I, it, this year felt like a party is what I yeah I, I think it's just maybe the people that are there I, it's they've been doing this for the last couple of years i think it was just a little 
It was the same time in the day, like the three o'clock on a Monday. I just probably actually believe maybe there was a certain group of people that made it more fun. Yeah, and maybe. maybe that is Tom Brady again, and there's more clips this year. But they've been doing this on the first day. And right. so I don't know if it's just they, they cranked it up or the more attendance, whatever it was. But they've been doing it, and it's, it's good for the NFL because, you know, we're going to get this all week. But it's good for the NFL to have kind of the excitement of – hearing from players and you know Gronk's dancing and mm-hmm. I guess because it's Monday I think the Patriots were able to be a little more loose which was absolutely better than usual I saw Bill Belichick laugh in a press conference which was pretty wild wow. um, he said Rob Gronkowski obviously yeah. dancing that's always though um, yeah it, this is exciting I mean we're, we're coming in on Tom Brady's what ninth Super Bowl now yep and he was asked this week um, what are the percent chances that you retire and he give the big old zero um, with well, his I fingers? Do. And they asked, like, zero percent chance. Um, and I truly believe it. I oh, truly yeah. believe there's a zero percent chance Brady retires. I truly believe that next year they will be either in the Super Bowl or extremely close <laughs> to in the Super Bowl. And it doesn't shock me. And it doesn't shock me that he's so open about it that it's like, oh, no, it's zero. Here's the thing that we're not getting with Tom Brady that I, you know, uh, the part that I think we're not getting is, once again, he's clearly not a regular 40-year-old. In his head, it's not like, oh, I'm 40, so if I can win, this will kind of be my fairy tale walk-off, right. right? We should start pretending he's like Aaron Rodgers' age, like 34, okay? Yeah, because I think he, I mean, when he... He believes that you're not supposed to have this fairy tale thing until about 45, 46 yeah, well, is when he'll consider Here's one thing that we, we feel, uh, I guess, to believe him in, and he said it. You guys seem like you don't believe me, and people keep asking me. I, he said how long he wants to play. Yeah. He wants to play. Now, injuries could happen. Something can derail that. But as long as he's healthy, he said, I want to play another five years. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's time to just, like you said, it's time to listen to him and believe him. Because... Yeah. The whole point of this is he literally he's literally telling you the date that he would start considering. And, of course, like you said, like injuries. Like Alex Smith didn't plan to shatter his leg and miss right. two years straight and when he was 35, right? Exactly. He, he didn't plan for that, but it happened. But Tom Brady, really, he's going into this year at 41 years old. He's We should start assuming he's more like a 36-year-old. He probably sees another four years on his career, give or take. Yeah, maybe if two years, three years from now, if he makes Super Bowl and wins, mm-hmm. it'd be his final game. But we have no reason to believe that he is just going to retire for any reason. On top of that, I don't care if it was going to piss off Tom Brady or not or whatever it was. Bill Belichick or the Patriots in general would not have got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo if they had any doubt that, okay, you, you don't like him behind you, but if you're, you may be going to leave in a year, we're going to keep him. That was proof that I think the whole organization knows like, He's really not leaving. Yeah, he's not, he's not going anywhere. And I, I, I want to give you some fun facts, Sammy. Let's go. All right. So Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl an eternity ago, 2002, where he's still playing. Here are some things that did not exist, Sammy, in 2002. The iPhone did not exist in 2002. That's true. MySpace didn't exist, which also means Instagram didn't exist in 2002. Skype didn't exist. Uber obviously didn't exist. HDTV didn't exist in 2002. The Department of Homeland Security <laughs> was not established yet in 2002. The iTunes Store wasn't. Hashtags, SpaceX, Reddit, GoPros. You get the point. 
it was a long time ago since Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. And it's pretty crazy that we're still watching the same guy today. And he still looks really damn good. It's becoming a little less crazy, though. You think so? Me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you look at a lot of things. Uh, LeBron James came into the NBA in 2003. Still to this day is... He came in the NBA 2003? 2003, 2004. This is wow. year 15, right? Yeah. yeah. 2003. This is year 16. It's... It, there's something about a lot of these top superior ones, not all of them, right? These specific guys are top athletes right now that are just lasting way longer. Yeah. I mean, and I think this is going to start becoming more normal. Yeah, and you're going to look. LeBron went to his first NBA championship in 2008, right? Would you be shocked if in three years, when he's 36, 37, if he's in another NBA championship? I'd actually be shocked if I don't see him in another championship in the next two or three years. Yeah, so. It's becoming such a norm for the superior guys, just the superior ones. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about, but even there are some exceptions, like a Vince Carter, right? Mm -hmm. He's forty-two, but he's not playing at like a ridiculous level. Yeah, he's not playing at no superstar yeah. level. But it's becoming a little bit more of a norm. Drew Brees is still in here at forty years old. Philip Rivers is what, like thirty-nine, right. thirty-eight, and still a top quarterback. He was top five in MVP voting right. this right. year. Absolutely. So it is becoming a little crazier, and I think we might see this a little more often. Guys like Patrick Mahomes, if Brady isn't in the AFC, he's probably going to the Super Bowl this year <laughs> at 23 yeah. years old, and we see it. But that's not to take away from Brady because anybody that knows me, I'm a big Brady supporter. I love Brady. He's the GOAT, and it's awesome. But it is wild. To, it still is wild to hear about all these things. Like, I mean, there's so many people watching Brady now that are teenagers or in college or out of college right. that were in elementary school or there's kids now that are 16 years old that were just being born when Brady was in his first Super Bowl. Yeah, so no, it's, absolutely. It's pretty crazy. Um, one other thing I do want to say, and I feel like we haven't talked about the Rams at all, but we'll get to the Rams here in a moment. Speaking of people retiring, I mean, it seems like Gronkowski is basically, you know, calling this could be it. I mean, when he's, they asked him, you know, are you going to come back next year? I think he answered, I don't know. Like, it, it just seems like... Like it's it's to me we're watching maybe the best tight end of all time. I know now longevity wise, but his top was the best. And you know I, I'm I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss Gronkowski, but I think he's gonna have a really if he does retire, whatever he does, whether it's I think he could be a pro wrestler, being the WWE. He can do a lot of entertainment things. He can do yeah. a lot of entertaining things. So I think we'll still get a little out of Rob Gronkowski in our life. Yeah, I, I mean. I mean, do you, if you had, to, I mean, we obviously yeah. have zero idea. Do you think? Yeah, he retires I don't think so. I mean, we we tried to like play off this whole thing that he's almost done, and then you know playoffs come, all of a sudden he's a monster again. He's been yeah. playing great. And for me, also, you said something that I, I kind of want to comment on is like one of the greatest, if not the greatest, tight end. You said, yeah, I've seen my lifetime at least two or three better tight ends. I mean, in, like Antonio Gonzalez or Antonio Gates, um, Tony Gonzalez. I think they have better careers. They, than, yeah, yeah long, I think they have like a better overall career, but I think their best, uh, his best was the best, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I just strongly disagree. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it was to do with the offense, and he was just, he's a big body. I don't think he was necessarily as talented of a tight end as these other guys, but – he did have the benefit of also playing with Tom Brady and winning multiple Super Bowls, which is hard for anybody to ever do. So, uh, but I don't want Gronk to leave. I think it's fun. I think we saw him as a safety net against the Chiefs two weeks ago too. That when the game was hitting on the line, Tom Brady was just 
tossing him right in the chest. Right. Like on those third and tens, and Gronk's catching him and tumbling down the, uh, tumbling down, you know, down the middle, and he even even on one on one coverage on the outside in the biggest play of the game, they went to Gronk. Yeah, I guess for me maybe too the uh, the the reason I was saying. I don't really necessarily think he's one of the best tight ends I've watched. I've yeah. probably watched three or four that I think are better. Um, for him, maybe it's more of a his his he's maybe more unstoppable than some tight ends. But I don't necessarily think he was as good of a tight end. But his he was the first guy that I think I've ever seen that was that large, yeah, and, and that and mobile, and that fast and strong. <laughs> yeah, but injuries did derail him a little bit yeah. really early. I think what is he only twenty eight, twenty nine or something? Yeah, I just think he's been injured so much. I think from like all accounts of I've heard or read online and stuff is the only reason he reti- wants to retire is because he is worried about his long term health with all the surgeries he's had. It just like he's like the bionicle man, man. I mean, there's I think I don't think he can get through airport security without. <laughs> he has metal all over his arm. Every single bone is metal. Yeah, he's only twenty nine years old, which is pretty crazy that Gronk's still in his twenties. Right. And he's been. I feel like he's a fifteen year vet in the NFL at I this know. point. He's he like not. wasn't around during Tom Brady's first uh, playoff runs, and then he's kind of there in the middle. And now I think Brady's gonna go if he yeah. retires. Brady will keep going, and Gronk's gone, and just be more guys. But Brady will be there. Yeah. Um, let's actually talk about this game. Yeah, I mean, we haven't said anything about the game. We haven't or, said or anything the about the Rams. It's okay, I mean, I mean <laughs> or the there's Rams. not many like storylines, honestly, on the Rams side outside of really Sean McVay. Sean McVay and Garrett, Jared Goff are kind of some of the biggest storylines in general. Just the young coach, the quarterback that nobody really thought was that great, and mm-hmm. kind of been coming up big in the playoffs and leading this team. And of course, uh, I, this is this would be for me the so meaningful for Sean McVay to win this yeah. early in his career that it'd be insane. I mean, 30, just turned 33 this week. For him to win a Super Bowl like right after his 33rd birthday, I mean, he has, he's already setting himself up for a chance to be one of the Greatest. all-time greats yeah. from now. Um, I saw something online the other day, which I was like, wow, I, I didn't read much into it, but I did see that, you know, um, when he was in high school, Sammy, he won uh, Georgia State High School Football Player of the Year. Yeah, I watched his highlights. Oh, you did? Day. Yeah. You know who he beat out, right? No. Calvin Johnson. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think he was a quarterback, but he was like a running quarterback. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. like really watch much or read much into it, but I was like, wow, he beat out Cal- Calvin Johnson, finished second to Sean McVay. Yeah. In Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Or in Georgia. In Georgia, so yeah. This is his hometown also, which is oh, another. I never actually thought yeah. of that, yeah. So he's playing the Super Bowl in his hometown at 33 years old as the head coach of a Los Angeles football team. Like, pretty wild. Makes you feel like crap sometimes. You're like, man, this guy figured out his life fast right <laughs> like my goodness he figured I mean, out his life but there was no i mean the like he was the very, ascend was like crazy the ascend right? was crazy i mean there's no blueprint for this stuff i mean look you, there's a lot of guys who get their first like head coaching job at the age of 45 50 and they went through all the like proper steps yeah. and necessary you know this guy's just talented and smart obviously yeah to just jump all these steps that quickly that means he must have been a damn genius yeah i mean i started hearing about him briefly in washington right like year one, year two, and all of a sudden it was like Sean McVay, like just out of the blue, one off season it was like Sean McVay, he's gonna get a head coaching job anywhere he wants, wherever he wants. He's the head coach, and I was just like, okay, their offense was pretty good. He made Kirk Cousins a top notch quarterback. I think, he, I think Kirk? Kirk Cousins led the league in passing yards. Yeah, or touched one of, one of them. Right, one of four thousand. Yeah. yeah, he had four. He was actually in my defense of Kirk Cousins. I remember I would talk about it. He is. He was like he had two consecutive four thousand yard 
seasons, which was in a group with Peyton Manning, Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and like Brett Favre or something like that. So he was like top level. And uh, Sean McVay just ascended to the middle of nowhere, not just out of nowhere. And I mean, if he beats not only at 33 years old in his hometown, coaching the Los Angeles Rams, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's also beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick if they right. win this. And I know it. And people will say, what, well, it's the players on the field too, but it's really important as a coach. Like this game for him would change his legacy from overnight already. Right. I, I, I mean, I think just getting to this game is I, I done a lot for his legacy already. But yeah, you said winning it. I mean, that will put him, I mean, he'll be obviously the youngest coach to ever win a Super Bowl. And I think if he loses it, uh, we saw the other day Gruden, what was 39 when he won his? Yeah, yeah, he still has six years to become the youngest yeah. coach. But you, it, it's hard to get back. I mean, everyone always you know, says, oh, if you lose, look, this team will be back. It's hard to get back either way. And I'm not saying they would never get back because I think he's a hell of a coach. But when you're there, you want to go win. True, but there usually is about a two-year span, I feel right. like. I mean, we saw the Seahawks go back-to-back. We saw Broncos go two out of three years. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Patriots go like every other year, two the years Patriots in a row. The Patriots go for 25 yeah. straight years. Outside of the Patriots, everybody else <laughs> okay. has had their little two, three-year runs, right. right? You looked at the Seahawks and 49ers run, right? It was like back-to-back, or not back-to-back NFC championships, but like skip years, and right. you've had... Obviously. I mean, I think they, the, the 49ers, yeah. like you said, went to NFC Championship, Super Bowl, then NFC Championship. Yeah, like, and then you saw, like, you've seen Big Ben kind of do it in close to consecutive years. There's a small window usually. Um, and the reason behind that always is something to talk about here, which is Jared Goff, right? The quarterback right now. It seems like the Seahawks, they're perfect examples. The Seahawks and the 49ers are perfect examples of Kaepernick and Russell Wilson. You didn't have big contracts. You had... These youth, young quarterbacks that are mobile, whatever, good quarterbacks, good enough at least, with talent everywhere on defense and on offense because you're not paying the quarterback $100 million. Right. And this is right now the time you have a Sean McVay with Jared Goff. Jared Goff is going to get the big contract sooner than later, right? And so this is the time definitely to have. Sooner. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the time to have and Dominic and Sue and Aaron Donald and Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks who've got $60 million. And all the, you know, and Cooper Cup's going to come back next year. This is their time. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, my early prediction, just, just to go with it, I mean, we're not, we'll be talking against Super Bowl on Thursday, but uh, early prediction is just going to be the Patriots, though. So, um, I think it's really hard for a first time team like this. And it's no shot at Sean McVay or Jared Goff, but they're not playing, you know, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, right? right. If this was Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, maybe in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Seahawks team is better than the Patriots, but you'd have more of a. I'd have more. You know, okay, they've played against this team in the Super Bowl, and they've won a Super but Bowl. We could have they, said the same thing about the Eagles last year with Nick Foles and Doug Peterson, Nick, just Nick to Foles play is, the devil advocate. Nick I, Foles I'm is special. You. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Foles. Nick Foles is special. Yeah, I don't care what anyone Foles. says. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so actually, I feel like that helps me believe more than it's going to be the Patriots. Me too. The fact that last year they lost to Nick Foles and Doug Peterson makes me feel like there's no way I'm going to sit back one day and be like, man, Tom Brady lost back-to-back Super Bowls to Jared Goff and Nick Foles. Right. Exactly. I just feel like it's not possible. Yeah, but I think Jared Goff is going to have a really, really good career at the end of the day, and we're going to look back at, at the end of the day, yeah. And be a, one of, an, a, a Hall of Fame type of career. But we've seen quarterbacks win Super Bowls or go to Super Bowls, the Colin Kaepernick's, yeah. the Joe Flacco who beat Colin Kaepernick. 
not turn out to be necessarily the greatest, right? You never know what happens. You the don't, difference you, between those, those guys you named and Jared Goff is Jared Goff was the number one overall pick. Correct. And the second difference is he has – I mean, those other coaches were really good. But Sean McVay seems like a quarterback whisperer with the numbers he put up with Kirk Cousins. Only issue of Jared Goff, I'll give. Yeah. Really, the only issue is, first of all, he was awful his first year. I think it's probably because of Jeff Fisher. Which it sounds like players have been coming out recently on the Rams. Say Jeff Fisher's awful. Poor Jeff Fisher, yeah. man. Can we leave he's him awful. alone finally? He's obviously not a very good coach. Like he's he's obviously a fine coach, not great, right? He's a seven and nine, eight and eight type of guy. Um, he had one good year in his career and saved him. He he had Jeff Fisher didn't look very good. But on top of that, also right now, not only did he get a Sean McVay, which is going to boost you, mm-hmm. he also has Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks, and like he had Cooper Cup most right. of the year, and but, now C.J. Anderson, who all of a sudden's as better than Todd Gurley, Gurley and yeah. a defense that has him Donick and Sue and a keep to leave and Marcus Peters and uh, Aaron Donald. So once those things change, you might see a little bit of a down year from Jared Goff. We saw one down year in Russell Wilson's career, and that was right. kind of the year after, you know, after the Super Bowl when. You start to lose some pieces, and it definitely gets harder. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, never, it's not going to all be peaches and uh, ice cream forever. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know peaches and ice yeah. cream. Where did I come up with that? Um, but, yeah, that's my early prediction. I just can't yeah, see it happening here. two years in same a row. Same here. I'm gonna, my early prediction is the, the Patriots win the Super Bowl, and uh, the Patriots come back next year and go for another one. <laughs> not, yeah. not to win. I'm not saying they're going to win. They'll be back make, in contention. Back in contention. Yeah. I think Belichick is back. I think Brady's back. It's like having LeBron James in the NBA or being the Warriors. You know they're in contention next year right. already. I don't care. As long as LeBron's healthy and as long as the Warriors are healthy, both those teams will be, will in, be contention. in contention. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if the Raptors are going to be in contention. I don't know if Kawhi's going to be there. I don't know if the Celtics are going to get better or worse. I just don't know. Right. I can tell you one thing is LeBron's going to be in contention and the Warriors are going to be in contention. And I'll tell you from right now, the Charlotte Hornets next year will not be in contention to win the NBA championship. Probably not. They're keeping Kemba unless somehow they – keep Kemba and trade for Anthony Davis and they're in the East. All right. Then they would actually be kind of in contention. Kind of be in contention. Yeah. Trade, they can trade a couple guys. You never know. Um, do you got anything else for today? No, I got nothing else for today. I do want to add one thing. We were talking about the Knicks earlier and about them, the number one pick. And I just realized this yesterday and we'll talk about it more tomorrow when we're doing our NBA show. But do you know top three worst records have the same amount of ping pong balls this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just forgot about that until yesterday. Yeah. I, it's kind of weird, but yeah, they do it because so you kind of try to avoid tanking. Yeah, but now right. you're trying to get to the third last instead of fourth last. But still, that's that's not usually. There's about three teams, and I think this year, if we look at it carefully, I think there is about like three, three teams. It's the Suns, Cavs, and Knicks. Yeah, and the Hawks might be close to that, but I think the reason they did three also is because there's usually about three teams where it's like okay, at least last week of the season, if there's three teams that are clearly the three worst, let's not overly fight for that last spot. Right. There's four, technically. You have the Suns with 11 wins, the Bulls with 11 wins, and the Knicks and Cavs with 10. Okay, so yeah, there's four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then fair. the Hawks have 16, but to be honest, a five-game leads a lot at this point in the season. Especially when you're a team that doesn't win many games. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Those teams aren't, like, making up games. Yeah, I mean, if the Cavs were 10 and 41, mm-hmm. it, I mean, they're not winning another That's 10 such games a this year. shitty record. Yeah, they're 10 and 41. And the Knicks are 10 and 39. Bulls eleven and thirty nine, and the Suns are eleven and forty one. And one of those teams, those are going to fall out of the top three. Yeah, I, Suns are interesting because I th- they should be a little better at this point. And but they're also in the West, so I can see them finishing yeah. for sure. I, I I think they're a lock, Sammy, for top three worst record. Yeah, I mean, you, you, the way you look at, it, I mean, Anthony Davis is on the Pelicans, and they're 
third to last. Memphis Grizzlies yeah. have two potential All Star type of guys, with, and they're and they're second to last. Yeah, twenty and thirty one. So, so it's I not just that feel easy. like the Suns are locked for yeah. the top three worst record. But then now you are looking between the Cavs, Bulls, and Knicks. Knicks do not mess up this fucking opportunity yeah. for me. That's okay. I want Zion there. Uh, I I just want the Garden you know, to be fun. Uh, it will be fun. They'll be fine long term. Um, <laughs> saying that for a long ass time. No, they will be. They got Porzingis as long as he doesn't get hurt. Actually, if Porzingis wasn't hurt, they're not in this position. Good point. They're probably 20, 25 win team, like right in that. That's playoffs in the East. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. We'll be back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 o'clock Eastern. Uh, NBA show tomorrow. Thursday, we're doing NFL prop bets. All right. Uh, it'll be exciting. And then uh, Friday, some just Super Bowl extravaganza. I'll just call it that, I guess. Um, We'll be back. This is episode 512, right, George? Uh, Isn't it? Yeah. Episode 512. (laughs) Episode 512. That being said, pod. And like George said earlier, at pod that on Twitter and at that being said podcast on Instagram. Just pod on Instagram. No podcast. That being said, pod on Instagram. Um, You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Just type in that being said or sports. If you're listening on the podcast, you want to have comments read live or you want to watch us live. 2 p.m. Pacific time, facebook.com slash sports, or you can find it on that Twitter. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, George, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace. Farmers Insurance knows that when you're in the car and that song comes on. No, not that one. Ah, yes, that's the one. You have no choice but to pull out your imaginary drumsticks and smash those cymbals and stomp on that kick pedal, which unfortunately is also known as the accelerator pedal. And we covered it. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Click for more. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.